There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. This is the road <laughs> to infinity. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his and speaking of poignant, uh, this, is at that, this is at this point during the when the intense discussions are going on that Cap gets a text message, <laughs> five words, and it She's broke gone. my heart. <laughs> so we yeah, yeah. who sent him that text message? The phone, didn't... yeah, it didn't say. I would assume that it was the hospital. That's kind of what I thought. Someone in the hospital yeah, knew their we, thing, and, and yeah, we saw in Winter Soldier that he went to see her on a regular basis. I guess maybe she was a. Uh... Due to her age, lacked a lot of kin. And- True. Also, and I think uh, then she was a, a very when she retired. I think she was a very high-ranking member of Shield, so she probably had some pretty serious mm-hmm. government uh, connections. That right. probably was in a, a really nice facility. When I first saw the movie, I had assumed it was Sharon, and then when he was surprised that Sharon was her, yeah, lady. we find out the next scene is that she was the niece. I really would like to see that family tree because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the show. She had one sibling who died. Yeah. So how is it? And she is she married, but never had children. So I don't know how she's Aunt Peggy, but I don't know. Maybe it was a. I mean, I know it's great. It's great, yeah. but like I, I, yeah, I don't know how that that came about. But um, uh, but yeah, it was one of those like twist. Oh, what she was? <laughs> she was her niece the whole time. Which <laughs> we, we, com- the best <laughs> later on creepy. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. You're it is a little dead, bit. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it was it was creepy in the comics, and they still did it too. So, <laughs> so then uh, so we let's so we we get to the uh, signing of the accords. Uh, people have already sort of drawn their lines about like where they're going to go, where they're not going to go, and suddenly we we meet T'Challa. So we meet the the Black Panther for the first time, Chadwick Boseman, and right from the start, man, he had this guy down like. <laughs> Oh, From yeah. the first minute, you're like, okay, like we're in good hands here. There's none of this like having to sort of grow into your character kind of right. stuff. Like he is already so poised and smooth, and right. like just you, you can tell there's just there's just something about this guy that he has that bearing of royalty. Yeah, and, and from the writing standpoint, I mean, taking on the task of introducing a new character, giving him a little bit of a backstory and motivation for the rest of the movie in the middle of a movie that already has a thousand characters and doing it well. I mean, I, I, I applaud that every yeah. time I watch yeah. it, that they pulled yeah. that off. And this movie with, with all overstuffed with characters, you almost might say, introduce a brand new mm-hmm. character and reinvent another character and do both with a plomb. Yep. Like yeah. man, the Russos are just playing a different game than the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the industry. So, and also like, <laughs> making you care about his involvement because sometimes you watch movies like this and that that happens and you're like why is this guy sticking his nose into it 
and why is anyone else allowing it? And yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's great because T'Challa has a very clear line through the whole thing of like, this is my agenda right now. It corresponds with yours, but when it doesn't, I don't care. And like, yeah. the, the, like all the other drama going on, it doesn't matter to him at all. Right. It doesn't like he's he's very very direct. I like seeing a character like that that doesn't get caught up in all this. <laughs> so and of course then we meet his, his father as well. They have the nice little uh, also a little goes a long way. They have a nice little moment between the two of them, and then suddenly kaboom, <laughs> bomb goes off, all hell breaks loose. And again, um, that being situationally aware, he was looking out the window, saw a bomb dog going uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> by uh-huh. <laughs> running go go go. Like I, I just love how. Marvel is so good at like making one little line just have ripple effect throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, and then then same uh, when they we we get down to the conversation between him. Like, uh, I, I think at this point, uh, Black Widow. I don't think she knows he's the Black Panther, but she knows he is yeah. like dangerous, right. <laughs> powerful. And 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 like really has something on his mind, and so she's trying to like talk him down. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> please don't get involved in this. Like, we have enough stuff going on, and he's you know is not hearing it. You know, that's that great thing. Like, I am not my father. That's another one of those. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it's on. <now. laughs> well, I think this, this is a very interesting side of um, Nat's character too. Um, to go back to. The first Avengers where, you know, the famous scene where they think they're torturing her, but she's really interrogating them. Yes. Like, I felt like that was a lot of her reason in signing up and going to these accords was like, I need to hear people say what they're going to say. I need to see the look in their eyes. And I need and people tell her stuff. I don't know if it's because she's like pretty female performing <laughs> emotional labor or what, but no one else would have got that sort of information out of chakala at that point yeah so so we we, we jump right from that thing it's uh, all the way to it's budapest right i think we go to well first there's the the moment in cleveland oh yes well that's right we haven't talked about that i was, I was sort of yeah. i had sort of glossed over that yes because we introduced one of my favorite marvel villains Zemo. <laughs> he he is to date absolutely my favorite. I yeah, love that. I think guy. he's true. And, and I'm glad too because Zemo, uh, when he in the comics when he first came out, he was a, a uh, agent of the Red Skull. He was very much a, the mad scientist. He wore a pink mask with a gold crown. And that was um I think what I'm trying to remember. There's there's two Zemos, that's what I'm trying to remember. So it's the father and the son. And he was a Captain America villain from that. So he was very much like the blah, like, you know, very much like, he was the one who set off the rocket bomb that Bucky got caught in, in the comic books that ended up, you know, killing him, even though it didn't end up killing him, you know, blew his arm off. And so then his son, then Helmet Zero is, is Zemo, who is, is who we have in this movie too, and has been a long bit of thorn in Captain America's side because he is a schemer. <laughs> he is one of the he is as opposed to like the person like here my plan is turn everybody into apes take over the world like that's a doctor doom kind of plan <laughs> zemo is like i have a 38 part plan <laughs> and it will end with everyone in the country hating captain america <laughs> it's like uh, oh okay <laughs> that reminds me of that little uh comic strip i saw uh once with uh Spider-Man facing off against like a pterodactyl who I guess was a scientist <laughs> and he's like I-, I don't understand you could be using your genius to to cure cancer but you're turning people into dinosaurs and the doctor says I don't want to cure cancer I want to turn people into dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so when they when they introduced 
<laughs> they introduced Zemo. I was hoping that that would be the case that they would have him as the schemer, the plotter, the the master manipulator, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, and I was so pleased. Daniel oh, Brühl. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know him mostly from uh, Inglorious Bastards, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff too. Um, and he's so understated with this role. Yes. I mean, he's just so. Yeah, he simmers very, very much beneath the surface, and we we talked before about just like having little lines g- show so much, and then when he's you know cons his way into the guy's house and is interrogating uh-huh. him, the little things that he says, just about like I, I didn't realize till my second viewing, but when I went back, he, and he tells him basically, if if you won't tell me what I need to know, I have to resort to bloodier methods, and uh-huh. that guy not giving up what he knew is the reason that all the rest of the stuff happened the way it did. Right. that's right and it's another way that that they make him a little more relatable that he's not this mustache twirling villain his first choice was not to blow up a bunch of people Uh, his first choice was to interrogate one guy to get what he needed Uh, it it was smart and that it was the path of least resistance but it also was the one that would cause the least amount of pain to people yeah I mean, it is in the world of comic book movies. It is a ridiculously complicated plan. Oh yeah, uh, much as much as Pym's plan to recruit uh, Scott Lang was a ridiculously complicated <laughs> yeah. plan to an unnecessary degree. But at the same point, his his through line, his motivation of like not only like why he's doing it, but his thing of I'm not, I can't kill a superhero. Uh-huh. I can't do it but another superhero could. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if I can manipulate the events so that they're going after each other. You know, it's it's this it's 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 a complex multi-step plan of like turn like slowly adjusting their their perceptions and giving information and turning them against each other so that they'll end up fighting each other and yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, well, and he he lets us know that he knows what he's doing. It, it, he kind of hints yeah. at the fact that he's done that before when he tells that guy, "I have experience and patience." So he's like, kind of letting yes. him know, I, "I I have done this before and I know it can work." Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you get to see like, the only the when they when they finally reveal his 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 or dossier. The one thing I I, I wish that I, that I would go back in and and change in a special edition is there is a piece of concept art out there of Zemo, and they show him as a modern you know special ops soldier wearing the hood, and like if they would have just had that in the background. I think that would have done a long way to so every all the fanboys would be like oh that would have been cool yeah. The consistent piece of Zemo is always this this pink striped hood that he always wears. It's ridiculous. It's comic booky. It wouldn't have worked in the movie. But there's a great piece of concept art that, that was out there of that that looked very serious and it was like it was almost like Rumlow's mask. Like they were, it was sort of like it was a modern thing that they had they had you know sort of reinterpreted in a comic booky kind of way. And it was this was the same thing. It was like very much of a a stealth um, you know, Black Ops Baklava that was just with the pink with the stripes, and it was it was like perfect for for that the t- the kind of tone they had in this. And that's the one thing I would I would throw in in the background. That's my armchair directing. <laughs> um, so so we get so we get uh, the his plan goes into effect. He he has uh, there's there's all that great all that stuff with him. You don't know what the deal is with him and the the lady delivering his his breakfast and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all this stuff going. You don't know what all this stuff is going on because all these little pieces that he's laying out why is he delivering a having a box delivered why is he getting notifications it's all just to get in the room with bucky barnes 
so that he can use the code words that he found from the guy in Cleveland and and basically activate the Winter Soldier and send him out into battle. And I also like the fact that he sends him out, Bucky, you know, goes tearing through and he is laying there on the ground like like, oh, what happened? What? <laughs> he's, he's still playing as if he's the uh, Captain America is, ha- is having none of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you do to him? <laughs> well, and he sees he sees immediately that the ruse didn't work. Uh, yeah. The first thing, yeah, he doesn't, he's not like, oh, I, I don't want anything. I'm just a guy. And he tells him right away, uh-huh. I want to see an empire fall. He's like, oh, we're at this uh-huh. point in relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and and then you get to, and then we get to see once again you see Sebastian Stan in action now it's interesting how the winter soldier fights differently than bucky yes oh yeah because i mean like he's very much like you were talking about he's very much that terminator thing of like in this point he's like striding you know like going directly after captain america doing as much damage as he possibly can yeah like use, using his arm as a, like a, a shield against bullets yeah. and yeah not stopping to take cover or anything it just yeah it he just mows through guys before he, they realize even what's happening yeah Oh, I guess I guess I I, I sort of got got caught up in the Zebo thing. I jumped I jumped past I did the same thing in Winter Soldier. Jumped past one of the great action sequences of all time, which is Bucky in uh, uh back in his apartment. First of all, his apartment was everything the farmhouse was not. <laughs> yes, yes, and the, it's it, the calm before the storm. Uh, the two of them. So I, so rewind the clock a little bit. So Captain America finds out that that Bucky has been spotted. Uh, by a, a, hel- a helpful uh, newspaper vendor after buying plums. That's right. I knew that needed to be mentioned. Uh, so Captain Bear goes in there and then they have that nice conversation of like him saying, you know, like how much do you remember like, that sort of th- them feeling each other out? Like, like, who are you right now? Like, are, <laughs> are you Bucky? Uh-huh. Are you Winter Soldier? Do you remember me? Do you not? Like, and then knowing when they're each other's lying. I mean, they, they know each other so well. And then the German police force, uh, or you know their special ops attacks and all hell breaks loose, uh, and that fantastic fight scene in the stairwell. God, <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Him, Bucky. I mean, there's so many great like, moments. I loved of- how that entire apartment was set up in defense mode. Yes, like you know the the bed fit against the window, yep. bullets there. The table fit against the door. That was great when he picks up the table. I love that. Picks up the table and just throws it so it wedges in the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And then, yeah, pulls his backpack out too. Uh, and then, yeah, fighting way through. And there's so many great moments of like him uh, grabbing the battering ram and using it like, like a cudgel. <laughs> and then oh. all the different, uh, using the the uh, banister, the like, pulling that, yeah, yeah, the railing and pulling it down and swinging it down to the next level and uh, knocking through walls. And yeah, and then oh. and he, he gets out. And then, of course, Black Panther's waiting for him. <laughs> Which is a, another fantastic hero reveal of like they pull you see the shadow and then he gets knocked down and they, they reveal Black Panther standing there in all his glory and then the helicopters are shooting machine guns and he turns around like really <laughs> <laughs> couldn't care less <laughs> yeah I love that we've gotten far enough in these worlds that like you can just see bullets ping off him and you're like yeah okay yeah. I get that yeah I'm, I'm on board and. They take one thing from from him that could easily have been really campy and silly. Mm-hmm. Those the the cat claws that pop out, and they make them showing what he does with yeah. them. They make them genuinely scary. When if they were done wrong, they could have been very laughable. But man, when you when you show the stuff that he cuts through and that yeah. he is willing to go for throats yeah. with it, they they make yeah. you take it seriously very quickly. They're sharp and yes. and small. They're not like these 
know? Yeah, they're not like uh, saber tooth claws from the, X- the first X Men movie. Like these, just like like long nail things. That like, how do you pick up a pen? <laughs> yeah, they're very much shown as like a an extra layer rather than like here's my weird. <laughs> yeah, and aren't claws cool? Yeah, they they go from their their fight on there and then to the the big chase. Which is, I, I love the Jason's Bucky's like getting the hell out of there. Like, <laughs> not like, going it's just like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Like, I'm being chased by all these people. Well, and I just love that it's three people who are outrunning cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a good game. And nobody in the cars works. is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody slows down the tunnel. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. But yeah, but you, I mean, you see, you have Falcon flying overhead and, and Black Panther leaping from car to car. Uh, and Bucky with his uh, retrieving of the motorcycle, <laughs> like that's the thing. There's a lot of these things. Like uh, there's it's there. I know there's a a, a um, superhero physics. There's a physics of the Marvel universe that's not like our own, and I get that. Like I can watch the stuff. You know him uh, and stand there, like you know, planting his feet, grabbing the motorcycle up in the air, and then back down again and doing that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I get it. Like I'm, I'm fine with that, but every once in a while, something happens that I just go, "Nope." <laughs> you just go a little bit too far because I know how physics work, and that's not how physics work. There was a uh, moment though that I I loved is right after that. There was. Uh, I, I I think of it as Cap's cool guys don't look at explosions moment when <laughs> he's driving the car and then the car flips yeah. as he steps out of it and runs away and then it's yeah. flipping behind him and he doesn't even look behind him to see if the car is going to flip onto his body or anything <laughs> he's just running I thought that that's a that's a really cool moment <laughs> yeah I love that too he just, he just the car. Mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. rips the dude out with one hand and kicks the shattered windshield out with the other <laughs> I just got carjacked by Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling everybody. (laughs) Best-selling book, carjacked by Captain America. You want your car back? Oh, no, he can have it. (laughs) Somewhat of a cool story about this scene, too. I did homework. Oh, nice. So we all know they chose Bucharest just Mm -hmm. because uh, Stan himself is Romanian. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was reading this article. um, Well, first I had read an article about him, how he he was born in Romania, moved to Vienna, Austria, and then eventually moved to America. Then I was reading some Eastern Bloc history, and it turns out that kind of as the wall was falling and, and the various Eastern Blocs were having revolutions, Austria had offered free asylum to anyone who could get out. And the date was either 88 or 89, I can't remember. But that was him and his mom said, all right, let's go. And they they got to Vienna and then eventually to America. So I think it's very cool that like somebody who actually kind of had their own personal, small, private part of like making the world better now plays a superhero. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Like it was so weird as I was reading the, uh, the thing about Vienna, like all the dates were just perfectly matching up with when Sebastian Stan said, Oh, and then we moved here and then we moved here. Huh. So about that? very cool that the, the Russos just threw in Bucharest is sort of like, Oh, that's where he's from. Yeah. So we get to the the uh, end of the chase scene, and uh, War Machine shows up along with you know half the the German military that are still standing uh, and arrest him. And then they they <laughs> reveal um, that it's you know that uh, the this this black suited uh, guy is actually Prince T'Challa. 
king uh, parent or uh, king to be. Uh, and I, I, I love Sam in this. Not only right, Sam. Just one line. They just give him one line, and <laughs> it's just fantastic. So you like cats? Like, <laughs> it's just. Perfect. I mean, I've never. Every time I've seen it, I've never not had the audience laugh. <laughs> at his stuff well and he, even the way he interacts with uh with bucky is great too you know because they because they so hate each other and it's, yeah. it's, just, it's it's very few lines but they convey that relationship really really beautifully <laughs> yeah put those two in the same room is uh it's, it's always entertaining um <laughs> So okay, so then we'll jump back. So back to the other action sequences. Uh, the Winter Soldier, you know, uh, has made his reappearance and is fighting his way through. You can see him um, fight with the girls. So he gets to fight with uh, Agent Thirteen and uh, uh, Black Widow, uh, and she he does basically a power bomb to her onto a table <laughs> and then uh, you get to see and then uh, T'Challa shows up and even in his civilian garb still kicks some serious butt um, and then I guess it looks what like I thought was really cool about that scene was how much of it was shot to look like a comic book oh interesting um, especially like the uh, where when Tony has his glove on and yeah. he grabs the gun and there's just like that the perspective is like almost over the winter soldier's shoulder to Tony's face. And then like, you see the gun go off and it's almost like the, um, you know, cliched like gun in the, and then like, then there's another stare down and then like, just how like the uh, glass windows of the cafeteria or lobby or whatever they're fighting in um, just sort of frames each shot. It just, really reminded me of um kind of like action sequences in a comic book Ooh, nice i hadn't thought about that but you're right that's uh it's a it's a good look for them so we they, so everybody sort of takes their shot in winter soldier in full winter soldier mode no one can stop him uh he gets out so he makes his way up okay so this is where this is where my my, my physics thing comes up <laughs> so captain america versus helicopter now that's beautiful and perfect and i will hear no quibbles <laughs> yeah you're right I, I, and i don't argue that at all like it, it is a great scene it's a great action scene but okay so and now i'm gonna nitpick so captain america is maybe what let's say packed with muscle 300 pounds what's going to stop the helicopter from taking off my wife made this this point very steerly she's like she's like i get i get that he's tough he's strong but he's just a guy like he holds on to this kid okay the helicopter takes off it can carry like 10 people <laughs> He's just one more guy. You just give it a little more thrust and off it goes. So like, how is it stopping it from taking off? And then, and then, then my major thing is then, then, okay. So then you have that great iconic shot cap holding the helicopter in place. Like you get to see like every muscle in Chris Evans's upper torso, just defined, just holding that helicopter in place. In a shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lori's only complaint. <laughs> Why is he shirted? Why couldn't Why? the shirt have ripped Why? when he was holding yeah. the helicopter? Come on. <laughs> he could have to take off his jacket. He could have his way right out of it, right? But, so, he's, so he's holding the helicopter, and then he switches his grip. Now, <laughs> now folks, <laughs> anyone who knows physics knows, the microsecond he'd let go, whoosh, he'd been whipped right off of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel physics. I'm Marvel physics. Marvel physics. So I have to be like, all right, it's Marvel physics. It, well, it's, 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 it's one right. of those movie things where there are times when a cool moment trumps a realistic yes. moment. Yes. And, <laughs> and, I'm not, I, and I know I, I, I t- most of the stuff I tend to just like, you know, I, oh, guys, sure. yeah. you know, 
there's there's a Hulk. Like, sure, I buy it. <laughs> he's, he's huge and green, you know. Like, I mean, I, I, it's just like every once in a while when there's something like that that. Like I don't mind the, the shield bouncing around; doesn't bother me at all. It's just that one little thing that's just like just enough off of reality. <laughs> that's just like. Ugh. <laughs> well, it is funny at times when they when they shine a light on it a little bit. Like even when Spider Man's like that that thing does not obey the law of, yeah. laws of physics at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think Marvel is also good too about when they do do something ridiculous like that. The next scene, there's almost like a. We're sorry. Here's a here's a little bit of payment into the believability bank because when uh, Bucky realizes that he can't get away because Steve is holding the helicopter, he decides mm. to what? Yeah, <laughs> drop it on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Can't go left. I'll go right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that was like, like it's it's funny because it's just so like out there, but at the same time, it's like, well, <laughs> he wants this helicopter, he can have it. <laughs> so we, so he gets captured. They they go and basically now at this point, everyone has has the, the lines have been divided. They're on opposite sides, and now we gather our teams together. So. We so we get on on Cap side. We, we see the scene that played at the end of Ant Man uh, of them uh, uh, with Bucky. And there we get to see a lot of exposition about what is, and we learn that there are more Winter Soldiers. There are a whole a group of them, played mostly by the stunt team. <laughs> Do you want to know what Heidi Moneymaker looks like? There she is. <laughs> like she plays the the female Winter the female Winter Soldier, and that's that's um, Anthony Mackie's stunt double. Is one of them too? I don't know who all of them are because there's one guy that's like there's his huge beard, which like clearly he is that he was hired just for this. But <laughs> most of the stunt team are in that scene. <laughs> like, who do we have laying around? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, hey, you already have the outfit. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, so, so then, then it's gathering a team. So we have uh, we get to see our brand new Spider-Man. So Sony had realized that they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Marvel and Kevin Feige said, look, Spider-Man is very important to us. We know we have a, a universe that's the only way. We know how to do this. Let us make your Spider-Man movie and you can keep the money. <laughs> All we want is to have him in our universe mm-hmm. and any action figure sales. The rest of it, <laughs> all yours. Yeah, and and, and so he was like, okay. And <laughs> much credit to Amy Pascal, who, the, who is I think one of the, one of the big Sony yes. producers, who is the engine behind a lot of it. For e- e- lack of ego, and movie producer do not tend to go together in a, in a lot of things. But for her to no. be to be humble enough to say we need help, I was incredibly impressed with. Yeah, from the Sony hack, some of the the correspondences between uh, her and some of the other ones about their Spider Man plans came out and whew. <laughs> yeah they were uh they were ambitious uh, i was gonna say that but uh yeah it was it was it was not gonna come together so we we were not deprived of a lot of great spider-man stuff by this happening um so yeah but you're absolutely right like the fact that they were uh, willing to go you know what we took we took two tries at it and doing our own thing we we couldn't crack it so have at it now of course they're they're trying to do it all over again, but that's another problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, Tom Holland, so our new Spider-Man shows up in there, and I love him from the start. First of all, he's a nerd. Like they made yeah. him, so it wasn't just like the you know pocket protector glasses. Ugh. Like he is a science nerd, which we haven't really seen in a Spider-Man before. Like 
from for the first second, he's he's hacking stuff. He's he's finding pieces of things. He's putting stuff together. Like he is, uh, like he has that interest in like how stuff works, uh, which is not something we all experiment stuff has always been guilt and photographs. Like, but <laughs> both those things were put away. I'm just uh, a young guy who's trying to do something with his abilities and is super excited about the the stuff around him. Like when his first thing when he first meets Bucky. His thing isn't like which is like you got a robot arm like <laughs> like that was always like it's like I felt it light up in my brain I'm like of course Spider Man would say that of course he would uh-huh. he's a science nerd it's like it's it's a, uh, all the times we've seen Spider Man five Spider Man movies at this point and they found a fresh right. take on it that's brilliant yeah ironically the fresh take was make him like he was in the comics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never thought of that before <laughs> we had him a as a 70 year old take <laughs> just let him be a kid <laughs> yeah i don't think a spider-man always has to be a high schooler but i think that to to go all the way back to basics with it i think maybe he needed to because to have 25 year old spider-man show up here would have been a very very different thing right yeah it, you needed him just to be starting out for it to work and it and how he slotted into the cinematic universe and also the fact they're hinting that he's kind of the linchpin of phase four you know that you've got a lot of growth opportunities for him now yeah there's there's a reason that one of bucky's code words is homecoming (laughs) yeah (laughs) foreshadowing all right foreshadowing (laughs) um so uh, so on the other side then they 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 uh they go and they pick up uh ant-man so then we get to so i'm trying to accelerate this because we we we've delved too deeply into this stuff and i don't want people to have to have been three hours listening to us talk about this so i do we get to the air we get (laughs) and the thing is i've already there's already a couple things i'm like oh we could spend like half an hour talking about that thing i just won't bring it up um (laughs) so we get to the airport this is (laughs) this is the scene this is like Everything in Marvel had been le- has been leading up to this point, where you can have a scene like the confrontation at the airport, and people are ready for it, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the actors are ready, the, the special effects are ready, the audience is ready. Like, oh, here we go! <laughs> Everybody <laughs> using their powers at the same time on each other, going back and forth. I mean, there's to to get to the point where the emotional ready, like so, like you get to reason why everyone's on their side, why they're fighting. Um, is 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 the work of the movie, but the 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 zeitgeist of like we're ready for this, <laughs> show it to us. And the fact that they kept the Ant Man thing a secret <laughs> right up until Lego blew it. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 uh, that Ant Man can also become Giant Man. Yeah, I read a thing uh, uh, about they were figuring out kind of uh, when they were blocking out that scene and thinking, okay, how is it going to play out? What's the narrative in the scene? And and they were saying, okay, we need a moment here that's going to turn the tide and be like a a thing that breaks away from what the rest of what's happened in in, in the fight scene and and gets us kind of on heading towards the the landing strip, you know, for the scene. So what's going to really like provide a shocking moment that's going to turn things? And then that's when they realized, oh, yeah, we, we can make him big. <laughs> and he hasn't done it yet. And it would be literally a yeah. huge thing that nobody yeah. would see coming. And it would absolutely change the, the whole tone of the battle. Yeah. And I love uh, Rhodey's um, <laughs> assessment of it. Like, the small guy is now big. 
Yeah. Anyone else have any shocking or amazing <laughs> yeah. powers they would like to reveal? <laughs> the other thing is that, like Captain America being the planner, I like the fact that he does not have no idea Spider Man's going to be there. Has no idea Spider Man even exists uh, that we know of. Like maybe he read the news reports, but like he has no idea. But he went into that thing alone, walks out alone, and he knew the first thing they were going to do is take his shield from him because he already had. Yep. Scott is already on the shield, inside the shield, waiting. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that. Like, yeah. like he's like, all right, now's the time. <laughs> like, you know, it all, like, and also my hands are bound. All right, <laughs> yeah, undo my hands. <laughs> <laughs> also leads to another cool little char- character moment, a funny moment where it's like you feel like Ant Man. Uh-huh. It's like he's there with all his heroes, and he's like watching them. <laughs> it's almost like he's getting yeah. the cosplay with with, yeah. with them. Because when he gets it back, he when he has here's your shield, uh-huh. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he he is having a slightly different moment than everybody uh-huh. else is right right at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's nice. On both sides, there's that person who's oh gee whiz, and you know on the one side you have Ant Man, <laughs> the other side you have uh, Spider Man, and they're both like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> you can see that Paul Rudd's face too. Like I can't believe I'm here. Because <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, I just made a little, I just made little comedic heist movie and uh, and now i get to run around with the avengers this is so cool in germany <laughs> and then and then, and then you have that that uh the great spider-man scene of like spider-man versus falcon and winter soldier as they're running through there spider-man being funny yay finally <laughs> finally we have a spider-man who makes <laughs> <Yeah>. jokes <laughs> And they're science nerdy jokes. Hey, buddy, too. I think you dropped yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love still, you know, Falcon having his thing where he sees Spider Man. He's like, everyone's got a gimmick now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then they they get like you they web it together, putting the two of them together, not like each other. I hate you so much. Couldn't have that earlier. <laughs> I think the humor is what really made this scene. Um, yeah, because it, it gave it a lot of heart because. I mean, like with Widow and and Hawkeye, where they were like, "Are we still going to be friends after this?" And yeah, friends are hard to hit. It gave some humanity to it, and I I liked that because that's kind of one of the things with these big, kind of civil warish type stories is like they never show like how people get over it afterwards, like yeah. the lingering resentment and stuff. And so, like to see them already kind of working on that. Yeah, and and none of the. And- and no one's uh, moms had the same first name in the <laughs> yeah. whole fight. And, and imagine like, that. They amazing. still managed to have a resolution. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and of all things, it's interesting. It was uh, it was Scarlet Witch that, that shone a light on, on a reality that, that they hadn't said before, but you could see after she says it when she tosses uh, Black Widow and she tells Clint, you're pulling your punches. And she says that as a criticism. Uh-huh. But then it's like you go back uh-huh. and think, oh yeah, these guys are all friends and colleagues and nobody is trying to kill anybody. They're, they're, they're yeah. try- I'm trying to get past you. You're trying to stop me. But we are all not fighting at 100% here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sparring thing. So they, so we, we could obviously we, we could. There's there's so many great moments in this thing. You could you could spend a whole time on it. But uh, finally, we get through, and it's and Cap and uh, Bucky end up taking off of the Quinjet and fly off. Uh, and then we have Vision being <laughs> being Vision uh, dropping dropping buildings on people, uh, and then he he fires to try and disable Falcon. But ends up hitting Rhodey instead, and Rhodey comes crashing. That that is a 
a gut wrenching yeah. scene when when Rhodey hits. They're both racing down to get to him in time, and they both miss. And you have that crunch as he hits the ground. Well, and that sort of goes back to what we were just talking about too. Like the minute it became for real, uh huh, felt involved to yeah. catch him too. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting they go right from that, and it's not Tony on the warpath, but then the next time we see him is when he's going to visit them all in right. prison, and the prison that he created. And there's there's a bunch of really great character oh, stuff yeah. in there, too. And then he, he had basically, at this point, found out that Zemo thing. And that's, okay, so let's get back to Zemo, because we're, we're coming down to the, the culmination here. So, Zemo. So, Zemo then, part of his plan is he's very near Siberia, so what does he do? He calls into the hotel so that his plan will be discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like it's like they could have just let it be and like let it go, but he's like, no, I want uh-huh. them to know. Like I want them to know that I manipulated them. I want them to know that I beat them like this. So he and he's like, and 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 he does it by traumatizing a helpful hotel employee. <laughs> What a dick! But what a yeah. power move that well, is. And, and it's that discovery that is what sets you find that convinces Tony to to go chase after Cap and yeah. gets them all there to you know to set the ending scene. Right, because he he knows he has one more card uh-huh. left to play. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm gonna bring you back together, and then I'm gonna tear you apart again. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up in uh, Siberia. Uh, there's a, there's a great the nice thing with the uh, with Ross at the at the raft. They have some nice stuff in there too. Um, but we end up in Siberia. Uh, there's a there's a bit of timeline compression going on here because Zemo had been there for hours earlier. So then after the fight, Cap takes off and flies directly to Siberia and lands. Well, then at the same time, Tony is helping with Rhodey. Puts it, gets him in the hospital, goes and visits the raft, fi- gets the information, finds out, goes, puts his armor on, flies out, and lands there five minutes after Tony Oh, yeah, lands. that's true. There is a little <laughs> bit of uh, time poo going You're on like, there. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Yes, it's one of those, it's one of those things, narrative things you have to go, okay. Like, they all need to be there at the right. same time. <laughs> you know, he had so. flown to Moscow, and then uh, I think he ground-traveled to Siberia. Yeah. And, uh, that he was, he, he, he's not the problem. So he could have been there for hours earlier, and that was fine. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's fine. Like, however long it took Zemo to get there is absolutely fine. Like, he could have yeah, been, Tony, he could have, you know, Tony had a lot he could, yeah, like you said, he could have set up a resort there. But <laughs> it's it's the fact that like they like you know it's literally maybe maybe ten minutes from when they walk through the front door that then Iron Man is pulling the doors of the elevator apart. Right. I know the Iron Man armor can fly fast, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, nitpick, minor nitpick, and and it. In a very, very long film. But something from a writing craft standpoint, it's something that, you know, it's good to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's like the, there should have been something else that, that Cap had to do. Some other place they had to stop off, right. you know, to, have to, to, to delay them a little bit. Well, I guess I thought the raft was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, too. So I thought maybe. Which is, which is possible as well. So then they've never said exactly where it was. Like instead of crossing Eurasia, he just had to cross China. True. Or it, it could be that, you know, you could write it if you were going to, that it takes Cap and Bucky a while to locate the place, but all Tony has to do is track Cap and Bucky and the Quinjet. So <laughs> I feel like is. this is a story problem. <laughs> if Captain America leaves Germany, <laughs> the Quinjet going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we get to the final prison. And, and so the at this point, as an audience, we're expecting, oh, man, it's going to be Captain America, Iron Man, and the Winter Soldier versus an army of super soldiers. 
oh, here we go. Right. And they come into the room, and that is not at all what happens. <laughs> and as soon as I saw they were all dead, yeah. I, I felt like applauding because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, would it have been cool to see them fight five Winter Soldiers? Sure. Right. Yeah, it would have been cool. But it's so much better the way they went because they made it, instead of going for just pure spectacle, they made it a very personal last battle. Yes. Yeah, so so Razim reveals this whole plan. Okay, so there, here's here's my my contribution and all the nitpicks I've done. Here's a, a gimme I will give to anyone who has a, a problem with this. Is here's my no prize contribution. So the we get to see that Zemo basically shows that like hey you should watch this stuff and it's a it's a Russian surveillance video like they has a big like like the, you can see the the Cyrillic characters on it at the start of like a, a thing. So the conventional wisdom is like this is a movie convention like of course he has to have it in front of he has to do this killing in front of a camera because we need to because the characters need to see it we we've already seen it but the characters need to see it but what if that was part of his operational parameters what if they told him you have to do it right here so that we have video evidence that shows howard stark dying uh yeah that that yeah could very well have been the case right so that's that's basically it doesn't matter about the plot one or the other no but it's it's like 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 it makes me feel better about it. <laughs> and I hope someone out there goes. You know, I totally agree with that because one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, did they just drop him off in America and be like, go kill Tony Stark and then like go get him, <laughs> take his word yeah. for it and let him wander around? How did he get back? How did he get airport security with that arm? Right, you know. Right? <laughs> Did they have him out for months on a boat to get him in? Because, like, they talked about in Winter Soldier that for a week he would be already a little wild. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I fully accept your headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, so it comes down to did you know? And it's like, like, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> this, uh, this head in a, on a screen told me, <laughs> which is nice. They, they planted that in winter soldier. They, cause, uh, because uh-huh. uh, uh, Zola had uh, basically revealed that, but not said it was winter soldier specifically, but right. that right. his parents were killed by us. It, that, yeah. uh, Hydra. Um, uh, and, and so they had, uh, so we ha- then he reveals it, that he knew. And so it becomes, you know, Cap versus Iron Man, like the the fight that we all knew was coming with Winter Soldier sort of caught in the middle. Uh, and then it's a great fight, multiple locations going on through. And then Black Panther is sort of holding back of like, all right, yeah. let's see how this And plays. he arrives uh, having followed to hear the real bad guy's confession of, of what he did. Yeah, and he follows you know, him basically, out. Yeah. yeah, basically rendering his vendetta uh, against Bucky Moot. And he yeah. realizes it at that point. Yeah. Uh, so we had that great, the great fight scene between the three of them, multiple levels, and and uh, both of the uh, Cap and Iron Man knowing each other so well that like Cap, when he, I love when Iron Man tries to fly away and he grabs his thing and and breaks the boot jet. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> he'd already thought about that. Well, and that place is everything the airport battle wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was brutal it's and mean face, and cruel yeah. and looking to just destroy the other person yeah. and. Yeah. You know, what they were saying to each yeah. other was cool. Like, everyone was kind of bantering before. And, hey, I like your metal right. arm. And <laughs> this time was just... And even when they couldn't fight anymore, like, the, the how it ended was just, you know... Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, they fight all the way up and then all the way back down. Like, I mean, the fight like ascends and then descends all the way to the very bottom with just the two of them just duking it out. Well, and another great example uh, of... Rock bottom. Wow. Yeah. Another great example yeah, true. of Sebastian Stan just, you know, doing a lot w- with a little is when, when Tony asks you if you even remember him. And when he says, I remember all of them, he says it with such agony that it's it's you really feel for him in that moment yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then yeah we we finally get the then the confrontation to two and then cap versus iron man all the way right to the end going after each other's weak points smashing uh and then that last moment where you think cap is really gonna and then you get the iconic moment of the of the iron man splashing against the shield and the rays uh, flavor that's right from the of the civil war uh cover it was, that was a, a very iconic cover when that yeah. came out yeah yeah uh and then uh it gets it knocks him down, knocks his helmet off, and then like has the shield up. And Tony is fully believing I'm about to get my head smashed in with vibranium, and he smashes the arc reactor uh, and uh-huh. shuts down, and then, and then goes to leave, and then you know drops the shield. Essentially, you know, basically at this at that point, gives up being Captain America, like he's just Steve again. Uh, and then he and, and Steve and Bucky basically walk out as you know Iron Man is uh, uh, alone, uh, stuck on the. Uh, at the at the base, and then we go up to the, the top. So see, and so so we've seen like basically um, the people at their worst, like like they like they're taking their rage all the way to the end and stop from killing each other. But you know everything is destroyed at the top. A different conversation, different confrontation is happening <laughs> uh, that resolves very differently because Black Panther on the trail of rage, his father was killed, and it was this guy that put everything in motion to do it. And who set off the bomb? Really, I mean, when it comes down to it, there is no nobody in the, in that theater who would have been like, would have been like, no, spare him, spare Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> but Black Panther saw another way, and that was what was great about T'Challa is like he realized what he had been doing and stopped himself, right. and like went, you know what? This is about vengeance. This is about justice. Stops Zemo from killing himself, and then knocks him out so he could be brought up on charges, so he could be brought back to the world. Well, and I, I mean, it, he drops like the kind of cruel and murderous vengeance, but he still keeps enough of the flavor when he says the living aren't done with you yet. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, he's like, you know, you are going to get some if you don't, I'm not going to murder you because there's other ways. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, you know, creepy wrong ways, but just you'll, you will go through the court of law. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to uh, cast back to a moment that, that I really liked back in the, in the, uh, other fights um moment where uh steve is on the ropes and then they do a callback all the way to the original captain america when he stands uh-huh. swaying says i can do this all day yeah. <laughs> i was like oh man that is so i mean what a, a beautiful callback yeah and also like the other, the other powerful line of that scene is uh as uh he's my friend tony so was i uh-huh. <laughs> yes oh yeah that's what i said like even I mean, everything that was said was just like rip your heart out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like how do we? Because even uh, Denise held off. Watch. She like couldn't watch this when it you know, out in theaters. She like couldn't stand to see uh, Iron Man and Captain America fight. Like she's like, I, I can't. I can't handle that. I can't see them doing that. I can't do it. So it wasn't finally. I'm like, no. But there's so much else going on in this movie. You need to see. You need to see Black <laughs> Panther. You need to see Spider Man. You need to see all this other stuff. Uh, so I finally. It was. It was. Until it came out on home video, before I was able to convince her to watch it, 
and she loves Winter Soldier. I mean, she's a, she's a huge Marvel movie fan. Well, and they really make you feel the tragedy of that friendship breaking. Especially, I love the point where Zemo was explaining to Black Panther. He's like, I, I knew more powerful men than me had, had tried to take him down and failed, so I had to get them to to do it to each other. And that yeah. voiceover is happening over a slow motion thing of them just pounding each other. Yeah, uh, it, it's just yeah, such a such a sad moment. Uh-huh. And and of Zemo being triumphant, like his, his, he worked exactly like he thought it would. Uh huh. Turned upon each other. Yeah, that's another another refreshing thing is that I mean, in the end, the, the villain got captured, but the villain also won. He got everything that he wanted. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, when Ross is saying that at the door, like, how does it feel to see everything fail so spectacularly? And yeah. Zemo just says, yeah. "Did it?" <laughs> and even Ross is like, "Oh, that, that's a good point." <laughs> oh, ah. Uh, uh, okay, uh, uh, but yeah, that's, and yeah, so then uh, we we have uh, sort of the resolution and everything else, and then um, everybody's sort of going off into their own corners, and then Captain America we see uh, freeing all of his group, like you know, basically going to the raft uh, and setting everybody uh, free, like bringing his team along, his Secret Avengers. I don't know, there's not really a, a name for it. Um, you know, he, he's not Captain America anymore. He's just Steve. He's Nomad, really. Yeah, nomad. Uh, Love for that to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> right because I, I feel like there's a there's a missing movie there's a movie between the end of this and the start of infinity war like <laughs> as long as they get just somebody to say just in a throwaway line so you've been kind of a nomad recently huh i will be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah no matter here <laughs> um so yeah, so then we we finally get to, and then so we 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 everything is shattered. Everybody's in their separate things. We have the the phone, like well, you'll give us a call back. Uh, but then anyway, before we get to the 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 first Easter egg, anything else you wanted to say, Laura? You sound like you were about to say something. Oh, I was just comparing this movie to the comment you had made about Winter Soldier, where um you you were impressed by how much of their. A world they were willing to burn down for that movie, such as Sorry, yeah. It Ruins Your Show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> this movie also did that a little bit in like they killed off Crossbones, they killed yeah. they uh, killed off the five super soldiers yep, they Peggy. Have Zemo in jail, like they had a lot of people that still had a lot of story mileage in them and they were like yeah you know what? It's going to make an even more tragic ending if we go this way. So burn them all. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, yeah, they they went for broke. There was, uh, you know, no stone left unturned. And so we we come to uh, the end, uh, and we have our credits. And then the first cutscene is Bucky uh, in a in a metal tube, and we've come to find out that Cap has brought him to Wakanda. So uh, now I'm trying. I talked about this a little bit, and well. So I'm trying to figure this out with the with the timeline. <laughs> so we, we know Black Panther, and we'll talk about this in the Black Panther episode. But um, so Black Panther, all of this stuff happens. Like like he's got a, he's got a, a, a really rough two weeks. I mean, <laughs> T'Challa has a very very bad couple of weeks. Um, but so he like all, all this stuff happens, and then he goes back with Cap, and then brings you know uh, Bucky to them to like hey fix this fix this guy for us and then immediately after then has to has to do his battle for the throne i would say probably like puts cap on a plane or whatever and cap you know captain takes the quinjet and flies off and then like i was like okay now i have to assume the throne <laughs> like i would say like probably the, yeah. the black panther movie starts you know when we get when you see Shala, it's probably like the next day 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like one right after the other for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he definitely <laughs> goes through it for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, okay. So that was, uh, so yeah, we, yeah, we, I, I, I wanted this to be tighter than before and yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> There's just so much to talk about with this movie. There's just so much going on. Yeah. And there was more we could have explored too. I mean, yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. There's like, uh, I got my, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, I didn't mention the Marvel undercover outfit, which is if you put on a hat and sunglasses, no one can tell who you are. <laughs> uh, uh, T'Challa describing heaven as a green belt, which is a colonizing word. Yeah, uh, the Bucky was kept in a crate uh, the, that labeled D twenty three because that's the name of the Disney uh, fan club. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, let's let, let final thoughts and let's let's get out of here. So, uh, Lori, what are your final thoughts on Captain America: Civil War? Uh, I liked it much better uh, on rewatching it than I did when I first saw it in the theater. Um, originally, I had felt that uh, Zemo's plan was needlessly complicated. But uh, mm-hmm. when you rewatch it, you you see a little bit more how it was methodical rather than than uh, overbearing. And like I said, it becomes a much better movie now that Trump is president. <laughs> the one good thing. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what are your final thoughts on Sabor? Uh I think it's uh, from a script standpoint the best one uh, that they've had so far. Uh, it. It shouldered so much, it could have easily collapsed under its own weight. I think with lesser filmmakers, it would have. The pacing could have been terrible. There were so many ways for that movie to go wrong. Yeah, and instead, everything just came together so well. They, every, every bit of it, every character that needed the right kind of service got it. Um, you know, it actually had a, a good story. It had a smart villain. It, uh, I, I'm every time I watch it, I'm incredibly impressed that they pulled off. A movie of of that quality. Yeah, it is it is a a, a masterstroke for them. I mean, like I I, I hope uh, this is just leading up to. I mean, from the increasing quality from Winter Soldier to Civil War, then from Civil War hopefully to Infinity War. Oh, oh man, man. <laughs> can we put more pressure on them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing coming after that. So there's another Avengers movie after that too. So the guys who broke the Avengers now get to put them back together again. Yeah. So. It is called Avengers of any war, and right now there are no Avengers. So another thing in my notes too is, you know, we talked about the, the action scenes because they deserved a lot of review, but the uh, the non-action scenes were also like super intense. Um, oh yes, Tony and um, Steve in in Berlin when he wants them to sign, and he's got the pens from. Uh, roosevelt and all that and i mean that Mm -hmm. one just escalates and gets uglier and uglier and uglier and i mean they're sitting in a boardroom and you know in civilian clothes Mm -hmm. and it felt just as intense as any of the action scenes like there was no let up in in the tension cap was very close to to turning around on it and then then he revealed what was going on with wanda and (laughs) (laughs) oh come on tony and i mean they, they went there. Like that was kind of one of my complaints about uh, Age of Ultron was that they had a lot of things they could have went there on. And I mean, they, they went there with Wanda and it, it only made the movie, you know, creepy in the way they wanted it to be creepy. So yeah. And once again, power to we, didn't talk, we, we forgot all about Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, and just, just like the Infinity War trailers, Dev. Yeah. So 
All right, so uh, I think we, I think I think we've uh, we've done our due diligence. We've covered pretty much every base we we could have. Uh, of course, we could have there could have been even more that we talked about, but we uh, as much as we could think of. So uh, that was Captain America: The Winter's uh, Captain America: Civil War. Excuse me. Uh, so thank you guys for for sitting in with me for a couple hours here. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Sure, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, I've got a couple things coming up. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Plug away. So, uh, April twenty fourth, uh, third book in my trilogy uh, called "The Genesis Flame" is coming out. So that's uh, going to be available wherever books are sold. So, your favorite bookseller, you can go get it. Um, if they don't have it on the shelf immediately, they can order it for you. Um, also, uh, if you're a Kickstarter or tabletop game person, I have uh, my first tabletop game, Velocity Nine. That is going to be hitting Kickstarter in May, and it's a uh, it's a light ac- uh, a light strategy sci fi action game, spaceship racing, and uh, yeah, good fun. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, keep an eye peeled for those, and we'll uh, we'll we'll cross link and promote when those uh, those will go live. Cool, thank you. Sure. So, uh, so next we will be uh, stepping in away from all of this superhero nonsense into the world of mysticism because we'll be talking about Doctor Strange and watching uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, wrestle with an American accent for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, thank you, Engineer Alice, for uh, making us uh, ma- making things sound great. Uh, all the professionalism comes from her. All the mistakes are my own. Uh, thank you to both of you guys for for uh, sitting in with me. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time. Um, and uh, until then, see you further on up the road. You've been listening to the Road to Infinity podcast brought to you by Legible Scrawl. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or even at our website at www.legiblescrawl.com. We'll see you further on up the road. <laughs>